We're going to kick off our old-fashioned Christmas or Christmas program. I think Kelsey wanted to lead the way, so I will allow you to do so. John, I think she's going to ask to start that first video after she gets up. So just to give you a heads up. So last Sunday during Sunday school, the kids and I put together a little video. Um, there's lots of noise in the background. Um, because I had, I think, 11 kids all in that one room trying to record something of quality, so um, bear with the audio, but enjoy just seeing the, just enjoy the joy that our children bring all of us. Watch a movie? Watch a movie? Um, what do I say? Um, 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 Candy canes? 
呃，买。
Is this super loud? We are going to have the big kids read some questions, and everybody, not you guys, but everybody up here will answer them. So Sierra is first. Are you guys ready? What is the chief end of man? To defy God. God is holy and cannot sin, so sin separate us from the holy God. This makes it hard to enjoy him. Who was born on Christmas Day? How does how does the birth of a baby bring us such hope and joy? 
What? What changes because of the cross? We are no longer separated from God. Now we can enjoy Him. Why, why did, did Jesus show so such love on this day? God gave us Christmas to give us new life. Okay.
I'm going to share a monologue this year that was taken from the Chosen's Christmas uh, special, and it's on peace. No one could agree on anything. During the 400 years when God stopped speaking, people took it upon themselves to fill the dead air with their own ideas, splintering into factions, Pharisees, Sadducees, the Scenes, Zealots, and more, all obsessing over minutia and casting judgment on all the other groups. Everyone was completely certain that their way of following God was the right way, the only way. And anyone who differed in the slightest was an aberration, a pariah, irredeemable, not to be associated with, perhaps even a pagan enemy. The word nuance didn't exist yet, and even if it did, it wouldn't have mattered because no one was willing to come to the table and listen or choose generosity of spirit or pause to consider another's point of view. Sound familiar? Everywhere we look in the world today, it feels like there is no peace. Hunkered down in silos of discord and division, everyone seems to have decided that they have the corner on the truth. All others be damned. But we must not give in to hopelessness. If you think the world looks scary today, Take a look at the period of the judges. The people of God were being massacred, besieged, and attacked from every direction, to the point that they were hiding themselves in mountain clefts and caves and strongholds. And yet, in the midst of all the chaos, there was a man named Gideon who called God Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is our peace. Can you imagine Jehovah Shalom when war was raging all around? An angel of the Lord, a messenger from God, came to Gideon at Ophrah and assured him that God was with him, that Gideon could lead his people into battle and defeat their enemies in faith that the word of the Lord would be true. Gideon built an altar to God, and he called it, Jehovah Shalom. Shalom. It might be the most beautiful word in the universe. It means peace, wholeness, perfection, and tranquility. The opposite of what the world often reflects today and during the 400 years of crushing silence between the time of the Old and the New Testament. It's a word that the Hebrew people, both then and now, used to say hello and goodbye. It marks the beginning of an end of an interaction. It's the Alpha and the Omega. And so it is with all of redemptive history. The world had its beginning in Shalom, in the garden, by unblemished sin. And we know one day it will end in Shalom. A new heaven and a new earth where God will wipe away every tear from our eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning or crying nor any pain anymore. And the city 
will have no need of sun or moon to shine on it. For the glory of God gives it light, and its lamp is the Lamb. By its light will the nations walk, and there will be no night there. The Apostle John wrote those words while in the island of Patmos. But the man whose death and resurrection would make it possible for people to access this renewed kingdom, which he wrote about, was prophesied centuries before Christ's birth. Isaiah described a coming Messiah who would be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. We needed him then, and we need him now, more than ever. Our Prince of Peace, Jehovah Shalom. The thrill of hope. We hear the thrill of hope ringing from the music, the decorations, the advent books, the mouths of our family and friends. But do you feel a sudden wave of excitement when you think of the baby lying in a manger? Or do you feel a sudden wave of excitement only when thinking of the shopping, the baking, the decorating, the feeling of satisfaction in the very most perfect gift? It is a time to slow and remember where our excitement is rooted. But the enemy has tried to root himself in in our family traditions, in our culture, sadly, even in the church. The serpent said to the woman, You surely will not die, for God knows that in the day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took from it and ate the fruit, and she also gave it to her husband, and he ate it. God knew we would be people who would find we've replaced the truth with a lie, replaced the truth of hope with an empty hope that always lies to us. This lie is the very reason for the baby lying in a manger. Imagine the people, silence for years and years. Imagine the people, opportunity after opportunity to trade the truth in for a lie. Yet, the promise of a Savior has been made, so some held fast to their hope. The Lord God said, I will put my law within them, and on their heart I will write it, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. A sudden wave of excitement must have rushed over Mary when Gabriel came to her, over the shepherds as the angels spoke, over the wise men as they followed the star, over the angels as they watched God lavish us with grace they can't comprehend. They had been waiting for something, and finally their rescue was near. As they stared into the eyes of a baby, their hope was full. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. As history does, it began to repeat. The people were no different than generations past. The people forgot the promises made by God, promises of a faithful Savior. God knew the people would be people who would replace the truth with a lie, Replace the truth of hope with an empty hope that lies to us. This lie is the very reason for the death of the grown man that came to us as a baby lying in a manger. Imagine the people who had waited and waited. Imagine their sorrow and sadness as he died on the cross. 
Yet the promise of a Savior has been made, so they held fast to their hope. And coming to him is a living stone, which has been rejected by men, but is choice and precious in the sight of God. The thrill continues as they hear the news. He's alive. Once again, a faithful God has been true to his word. The hope spreads as the Holy Spirit enters into the heart of man. Men preach the good news to save the people, but still some don't believe what they cannot see. Yet the promise of a Savior has been made, so some hold fast to their hope. These things I have spoken to you while abiding with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. This thrill we focus on right now as we celebrate. Right now, let us make a choice to celebrate the thrill day after day, night after night. We are a people waiting, waiting for the final coming of our Savior, waiting for a final defeat of sin, waiting for eternal, unhindered relationship with the King of glory. God knew that we would be a people who so easily replace the truth with a lie, replace the truth of hope with an empty hope that always lies to us. Take heart, though. He will return again, and every knee will bow. We are the people who are waiting. We know God is working in and through the hearts of his people, but we still have opportunity after opportunity to trade the truth in for a lie. Yet, the promise of a Savior has been made. So let us cling. Yet, the promise of a Savior has been made. So let us cling to our hope. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will no longer be any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. And he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, Write these words, for they are faithful and true. a little thing that I've had on a bookmark for years and I thought it might be appropriate for this. It's called Mary's Dream and it's Mary talking to Joseph about this dream that she's had. He said, I had a dream, Joseph. I don't understand it, not really, but I think it was about a birthday celebration for our son. I think that was what it was all about. The people had been preparing for it for weeks. They had decorated the house and bought new clothes They'd gone shopping many times and had bought elaborate gifts. It was peculiar, though, because the presents weren't weren't for our son. They wrapped them in beautiful paper and tied them with lovely bows and stacked them under a tree. Yes, a tree, Joseph, right in the house. They decorated the tree also. The branches were full of glowing balls and sparkling ornaments. There was a figure on top of the tree. It looked like an angel might look. Oh, it was beautiful. Everyone was laughing and happy. They were all excited about the gifts. They gave the gifts to each other, Joseph, not to our son. I don't think they even knew him. They never mentioned his name. Doesn't it seem odd for people to go all that trouble to celebrate someone's birthday if they don't know him? I had the strangest feeling that if our son had gone to this celebration, 
he would have been intruding. Everything was so beautiful, Joseph, and everyone so gay, but it made me want to cry. How sad for Jesus not to be wanted at his own birthday party. I'm glad it was only a dream. How terrible, Joseph, if it had been real. First of all, I want to thank my mother-in-law for the use of her phone. Got here today and found out that my new phone, the connector, doesn't work with. So, and my husband for going to get the words. So let's see what we do here. Salvation for all 
the Cookies movie. Um, Butcher movie. Butcher movie. Um, Butcher movie. Tractors. Tractors. 
Merry Christmas! 